I don't think it's an amazing drama like everyone claims it to be. Actually, no, I'm going to scratch that because y'all are going to come for me. <laughs> oh my gosh, this world is just really interesting. This case really got on my nerves because I think they wanted us to read between the lines, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted them to give me a solid answer. In conclusion, I would say that Kang Tae-ho and the romance carried this drama for me. And Move to Heaven, didn't he like, like seafood? <laughs> Not seafood, what? <laughs> <laughs> he liked talking about sea creatures i should say this is my favorite case like just thinking about this makes me so happy guys i'm so in love with that dude like he made me so happy and i'm not even a kid low-key sus but at the same time i just really love it because it was a good thing that he was doing i think just the way he did it was wrong you know i'm just gonna talk about this case since it's my favorite one i went into it without any expectations and i'm really glad i did that but i will explain more on that hi everyone so i don't have the time to talk that much today so i'm just gonna get straight into it um we are talking about extraordinary woo what extraordinary attorney i can't believe i said it wrong it is another 2022 k-drama i just completed i actually don't remember when i completed it <laughs> but today is august 24th i'm pretty sure i completed it last week um let's see i completed it august 20th well actually so just four days ago not bad at all i think it stopped airing sometime in august august 18th wow i completed it two days after i stopped airing because i actually had to wait for episode 15 and 16 to come out on netflix there are spoilers everywhere on k-drama tweet like you can always count on k-drama tweet to spoil dramas for you and they weren't holding back with this one i tried my best to avoid it but then everyone around me was watching it so it was just like everywhere i turned everyone was talking about extraordinary attorney Wu. so i was like okay i just needed to sit and actually finish this before everyone ruins it for me i was strictly excited to watch for park and bin like i didn't even know who else was in it i technically don't watch trailers of dramas but i saw like the first few seconds of the trailer and i saw her and i was like oh dang i'm really excited so i didn't even know who else was in it which was nice because i didn't want to get hyped for it and be disappointed okay so to answer the question is extraordinary attorney worth watching yes it is it's cute <laughs> which is not what you expect from a legal drama but then again it is also a legal romance drama so i kind of cannot be as honest as i want to be because i feel like i'm gonna offend a lot of people however if you ask me if it is worth the hype kind of i don't think it's a solid yes it is worth the hype because right now it's one of the highest rated dramas on my drama list and it's cute. It's good. It's good, but it's not like phenomenal. Like, it's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Please don't come from me. So I'm just going to say it like this. It is worth the hype, but don't have high expectations because you might get disappointed. I'm not saying that I was disappointed, but it's a good watch. Anyway, before I offend anyone, <laughs> here is a basic rundown in my own words. Y'all know how it goes. I will read the plot synopsis at some point, but let me just tell you what I remember a general, general basic. Just a disclaimer, this will not be spoiler free. I will try my best to filter out major spoilers, but I will be talking about the individual cases not talking about them in depth i would just tell you what each episode was about basically so it's about an autistic attorney who is supposed to be the first ever 
autistic attorney in Korea, which is a huge deal. And she works for one of the main law firms. She's super smart. It is so cute. She always gets like, I call them wheel epiphanies. And it's basically like the highlight when a light bulb switches on and she figures out something or she realizes something that she didn't realize before regarding the case. And that actually helps them solve it. Uh, she grew up with her single dad. They didn't really talk about her mom in the intro but then we actually get to know more about her mom and that becomes part of the story and she loves talking about whales obviously because i told you she has whale epiphanies but yeah she goes on and on about whales and we have romance in this and her love interest becomes kang tehu's character he works on the litigation team of the law firm so yeah that is a basic basic anyway so right now i will tell you guys what each case was about or what each episode because some cases prolonged for more than one episode first case was about the old couple and the iron situation i think the first episode was strictly about extraordinary attorney i think that's what it was titled so it just introduced her to us i don't remember if the first case wasn't the first episode but anyway the first case is basically about this woman who is being charged with attempted murder because she tried to hit her husband or she hit him in the head with an iron and he passed out and he has something wrong with his brain now and they say it's because of what she did but the thing is he has been oops okay i'm not gonna say that because that is a spoiler but yeah so that is what the first case is about and the old couple are actually related to attorney Wu because they were the landlord landlady of the place she lived in as a kid with her dad so yeah, that was the connection. The second case was the case about the wedding dress. Okay, this one was actually quite good because it was just something I've never seen. So yeah, even though I felt like some cases were mediocre, I have to give credit because some cases were really original. Guys, I'm going to tell you about my favorite case really soon. But yeah, I feel like some cases were actually quite original. It's like something I wouldn't have thought about. But anyway, so this case is about the wedding dress and basically her wedding dress comes off at her wedding. So it's like a wardrobe malfunction at her wedding but then we see that there's something behind everything the question is does she actually want to go through the lawsuit because is she even interested in getting married and whatnot i like this case because like i said it just felt really different from what i've seen in other dramas now the third case was about two brothers one was autistic one was not autistic and the one who was not autistic actually dies and they're trying to figure out if the autistic one actually killed him because when their parents walked in on them the autistic one was like kind of beating not even beating him up he was just like hitting him and it looked like he killed him but yeah anyway so they're trying to figure out if that was what actually happened and the cause of the brother's death and i actually felt really bad because there was a scene where the people in the comments were saying it's actually unfair that it's the autistic one who gets to live and then the smart one is dead and blah 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 because the brother was super smart like all he did was ever study i think he was going to one of the best universities and whatever i feel like that was kind of relatable because when the truth comes out this one was super obvious in the beginning for me and i think everyone probably figured it out too but yeah i appreciated this case what irritated me though is like they didn't really close the case like there was no conclusion to me and i felt this way for most of the cases it's either it felt rushed or it just didn't have any conclusion and i was just so freaking irritated <laughs> but that's besides the point the next case so the fourth case was about her best friend's dad and his brothers her best friend's name is don't good on me that is uh 
young best friend by the way i didn't even tell you what her name is so the autistic attorney's name is wu young wu which is why her and her friend they have their iconic greeting wu to the young to the wu dong to the gu to the rami it's so cute bro it is so adorable anyway so this case is about dong rami's dad and they get an inheritance i believe from their parents and his brothers are trying to dupe him by taking more shares after they divide whatever the inheritance is and basically that's what this case is about the fifth case was the atm one and this one um i didn't really care for the case i think the approach was also to show us the conflict between the two attorneys so yonggu was one of the attorneys and then kwan minwoo was the other attorney bro this dude really got on my nerves like he was one of the irritating characters in my opinion i mean he had redemption at the end but he was just so irritating in the beginning um, yeah, so I think it showed the conflict between both of them, but it also showed a conflict between like morals and ethics and okay, this might be a spoiler, but I'm just going to say it randomly. There was this scene where the dude comes in and then he takes down the code of ethics and he puts up another picture of a sunflower. And I think that really showed what was happening in that case because they were letting down their morals for that case. That's what I'm going to say. But yeah, so I appreciated it for the meaning behind the case rather than the actual case, which I think is the point of all the cases. But anyway, uh, what case was that? That was the fifth case. Um, the sixth case was about the North Korean defector. And it also showed domestic abuse. Now y'all know how I feel about domestic abuse. Oh my god. This one was hard for me to watch. Even for the few parts that they showed. I was like screaming and closing my eyes. I was making a big deal. I'm saying a big deal. But it really is a big deal for me. And what irritated me is that. They really didn't focus on it. So basically we have this North Korean. She's supposed to go to jail but then she flees and she's just like running away for like four years because she wants to take care of her daughter i don't remember if it was four or five years but she doesn't want to leave her daughter and then she drops her daughter off at the orphanage and she goes to turn herself in which was wow like wow mothers are so cool but anyway so that was the main point of the case and they're trying to get her probation instead of like getting her to go to jail and the reason she was supposed to go to jail in the first place was because she and someone else apparently went to beat up a woman who like had their money or something now the woman that they went to beat up is actually going through domestic abuse and this really like irked me because no one did anything like even when they called her to the court as a witness she had bruises all over her face but they really didn't address the fact that she was getting abused at home and even when the lawyers and Kang Tehu's character when they went over to her house like they witnessed it they witnessed her husband beating her and they just didn't do anything oh my gosh I lost it though in this episode I really cried I really really cried there was a scene where she met her daughter like I just started bawling my eyes and also it's just like so sad how a certain group has to go through discriminations based on stereotypes that follow them so in this case one of the people that they called as a witness was the doctor who actually evaluated the victim when the incident happened but the thing is he is really biased against north koreans and he sees them as criminals so basically his judgment was just based on the fact that she is north korean like he didn't even really look at it from a medical standpoint he just said yeah she definitely 
deserves the punishment and she definitely harmed the victim as much because the pictures of the victims her face was so like battered and bruised and obviously it's not the women who did that it's her husband this case really got on my nerves so the seventh and the eighth case were about the same thing and it's about building the road it was in a town called sodoktong sodoktong <laughs> that's kind of hard to say yeah that was what the case was about however in this episode we also have the big secret which wasn't really a secret to me which is revealed so yeah i think a lot of things were really obvious and at this point because of how obvious they were i think they were actually done on purpose because like there was this whole secret but it really wasn't a secret and in this case that's when it comes out anyway so the ninth case this is my favorite case like just thinking about this makes me so happy guys this case was about the children liberation army which sounds so weird but oh my gosh i'm so in love with that dude like he made me so happy he made me happy and i'm not even a kid i just really love this case like guys look forward to it like it was low-key sus and it was also unacceptable but at the same time i just really love it because it was a good thing that he was doing. I think just the way he did it was wrong. I'm trying not to give away too much because I feel like if I say anything, it's going to spoil it. You know, what? I'm just going to talk about this case since it's my favorite one. So basically, it's about this dude who is really against the way parents are forcing their little kids to just study, study, study. Like, seriously, when they were talking about the routine that the kids have to go through every single day, like up until 10 p.m., they're still like going to academies and whatever. Like, what? the heck so he is against that and he calls himself the children liberation army leader or something like that so his mom owns an academy and then he takes some of the kids to go play however that's kind of kidnapping the kids because he didn't have consent from their parents and so that's what the case is about however i just really love how he didn't back down like he had his own beliefs and he stood on what he believed like dang i just really love this dude this is definitely my favorite case oh my gosh like i couldn't help but smile but it was also irritating because we didn't have a conclusion in this case but then again i could care less because i really really just loved what the case was about Anyway, so the 10th case was about the autistic girl and the guy who was accused of sexually harassing her. This case really got on my nerves because I think they wanted us to read between the lines, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted them to give me a solid answer because they never tell us if he's actually guilty or not. And I was kind of confused because sometimes like I'll be like, okay, no, he's definitely not guilty. But then they also brought up something he did in the past. And I was like, okay, yeah, he's definitely guilty. But it was just so irritating that I didn't have a conclusion for sure. Anyway, so the 11th case was about the lottery case. And it also touched on divorce. Guys, I feel so horrible. I laughed so hard in the scene that I shouldn't have laughed. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Lord have mercy on me. I laughed so hard. Like, <laughs> so basically, the case is about a group of gamblers. I guess they're friends. One of them wins the lottery, and they had made a promise to split the money when either of them wins it. And one of them actually wins, but then he doesn't want to split the money, obviously. And then the other two take him to court, and they're trying to get to split the money. And it was just so weird because it was all a lie. Like the witness that they got, <laughs> she was actually the girl from <laughs> Business Proposal who says, you know, I have no chingu, if I'm not mistaken. That was quite interesting to see her here. But the scene that I laughed at, <laughs> guys, forgive me. 
but when the trailer hit him i laughed so hard guys like i replayed it so much to keep laughing because it was just hilarious like i just kept laughing because <laughs> he deserved it and it served him right but then it was just so funny guys like i feel so bad because when you get to that scene you'll probably be alarmed and be like what the heck how can i be laughing at it but it was just so funny to me because he really got on my nerves but anyway <laughs> I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> Do I really? <laughs> anyway, the 12th case was about the unfair resignation case and gender discrimination. Um, This one was pretty realistic. This might be a spoiler, but I'm just going to say it doesn't go in their favor. And I was just like, yeah, this is definitely realistic. Women, we go through so much BS. And I wasn't surprised that they didn't rule in their favor. But I really love that they touched on this and that it was one of the cases. I think I really appreciated it. It made me scared, though, about the corporate lifestyle and how you could be working one day and then all of a sudden they could just tell you that if you don't resign, they're going to fire you. And that's going to taint your resume, obviously, if you get fired. How people just get laid off? What the actual hell? And what made me so mad about this case was they try to use their husbands against them. So they were trying to lay off the women in the company who also had their husbands working for the company and the excuse that they were giving them or like the reason was like they would be standing in the way of their husbands if they're the ones who are working and their husbands are the ones who are stay-at-home dads and whatever i'm just like what the actual heck anyway i don't want to get into that but i appreciated this case and i love how at the end even if it didn't go their way just how united the women were and how like determined and they didn't back down they weren't disappointed they weren't discouraged it was a good fight even though they didn't win okay so the 13th case was about the jejudo cultural heritage admission fee if i'm not mistaken and i think that's what episode 14 was about as well i don't have a lot to say but in this two episodes we have another like secret not even a secret we just have something else that's introduced to the drama by one of the characters and it made me really like emotional and whatnot uh episode 15 and episode 16 were about the hacking case if i'm not mistaken so yeah that's basically all the cases i'm not saying too much on the hacking case because i feel like that's one of the big parts of this drama and i don't want to give it away but yeah so in terms of it being a crime and justice i don't think i enjoyed it when I compare it to other crime and justice dramas that I've watched, but I did enjoy it overall. I liked it overall, I should say. Um, here are some random things that I did want to mention. I hope it sounds interesting to you guys. And I hope me telling you about the cases don't really stop you from watching. Give it a shot. It's worth watching. Oh my gosh. I love the second female attorney. The one that's on her team, uh, Choice Yeon. Oh my lord, I just love how loyal she was. And she just genuinely cared about Youngwoo. And she even defended her against everyone's opinions. Like it didn't matter who the person was. If she liked the person, if it was a superior, someone who had authority over her. She was just like on Youngwoo's side. And I really, really loved that about her. But then I really didn't like Kwon Minwoo, who was the other attorney on the team. It's interesting though, like I kind of had separation issues with it when I thought of it coming to an end. So I think to sum it up, I'm just going to say it is a law drama that I cared about the romance parts more than I cared about the actual cases. 
because in my opinion like i said majority of them were mediocre i just didn't or they just didn't gain my interest yeah so rather than saying it was mediocre i just think they weren't interesting enough for me because i've seen better cases but i enjoyed the original ones like i told you the one about the dress and then the children liberation one that really has my heart in conclusion i would say that kang tae and the romance carried this drama for me it is a legal romance drama so I'm not even going to compare it to anything else. I think I should stop making comparisons. And yeah, I'm just going to say it is good. It's definitely fluffy. It is good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more trivial things that I wanted to mention. Oh my gosh, I really love Kang Kyung. Like usually the other things I've watched of him, he is just a side character who's always for comic relief or just a fluffy character and i really really love his charisma here like it was so different it was so different from what i've seen of him and i just really appreciated the character that he played here this is so random i'm just gonna say it oh my gosh when he was crying on their way to jeju oh my gosh i got so emotional like i also almost cried just watching him it was kind of realistic like how he put his hands over his eyes and he was like trying to be strong about the situation but yeah or even when he found out the thing that was introduced about him like just his reaction the way he was laughing that was so realistic it's like when you can't even believe you're like really like seriously this is gonna happen again like when life just throws something at you and you're just like seriously again like you're just gonna do this to me kind of thing oof there's like a flashback scene of her getting bullied in high school oh my gosh i was so mad guys don't bully people like i don't know why you would think of bullying someone i get so weak and i get really traumatized just thinking about bullying like please don't bully people but yeah i was really really mad it hit me really hard but then her friend was such a mood like because dungurami became her friend from high school <laughs> Or I should say when they were in high school. So cute. Ooh to the young to the ooh. Dung to the goo to the rummy. I'm sorry guys. Yeah. So at first Minwoo was the person that irritated me at Hanbada. Which is the name of the law firm that Woo works at. But then the CEO actually became more irritating. Because she was just so sly and slick. She was so irritating. And then the other attorney who was their superior became even more annoying. But yeah, I think if I was going to rank the annoying characters, for me, it was the CEO of Hanbada, the second attorney, and then Kwon Miwoo. And it was quite interesting because y'all know that I watched When the Camellia Blooms like a few weeks ago. And one of the police officers actually plays Wiyongwoo's dad here. Yeah, that was so trivial, but it was quite funny to see him here after watching that i think i'm going to put out this episode before i put out that one i was actually trying to record in time to get this out for august 30th but i think i'm just gonna put it out september 10th i'm gonna put out tune into love on august 30th because i have started editing that one i heard that there is a talk of a season two but i'm just gonna say if kantehu was not in it then i'm not gonna watch it but i do see why we need a season two because i wasn't satisfied at the end like the ending was good it's not a bad ending it's not an open ending but i just wanted more i don't know it just felt unfinished it felt unfinished in a way which makes sense because at first when i was watching like when i was in episode 13 was when i heard that there will be a season two i was like what do we need a season two for but after getting to the end i kind of see why we need a season two so 
there's a lawyer in this drama it's actually played by jin kyung and it's so interesting because i watched him melancholy and she was the villain there and now i cannot unsee that character like melancholia has really ruined her for me by the way melancholia has such poor ratings on my drama list guys don't follow that i have watched it i made a whole episode on it go check that out if you're interested or not but i just wanted to let you guys know that melancholia is actually really good I find this funny though like Netflix keeps recommending dramas that Park Hyun Bin has been in and it's interesting because they keep using her as the thumbnail <laughs> and even Kang Tae I keep seeing Ron on everywhere because they're trying to get you guys to watch more content of them watch Age of Youth season one and season two if you haven't they're still two of my all-time favorite dramas check it out she is in both of them Park Min is such a queen she's so pretty she's such a good actress dang she really pulled off this role really beautifully her execution of it was really really good anyway so that's all I wanted to talk about I hope I didn't forget anything else I'm trying to hurry I think I've been recording for 40 minutes and I gotta go in the next five minutes so I'm going to read the plot synopsis I'll tell you guys the main people in it and we will do the outro so this is a 2022 k drama like i said it has 16 episodes there might be a season two so hopefully they don't troll us and not put it out because <laughs> i'm actually expecting it it is titled extraordinary attorney Ooh. here is the plot synopsis by the asian wiki staff it says young woo played by parkin bin is extremely smart and she also has autism spectrum disorder she never forgets what she sees but she lacks social skills and empathy yes that's something i forgot to mention oh my gosh i really love the scenes like when she's trying to remember stuff that she's read it shows like how it's just going through her head and it's like the thing that she does with her hands where she's like swiping to look for the exact paragraph or whatever dang she's just so smart if i have photographic memory like that my life will be so much easier guys <laughs> anyway we young Wu begins to work as a trainee lawyer at a large law firm yes that's also something i forgot to mention <laughs> sorry guys but the three attorneys so choi seon kwon min Wu, and we young Wu, are like temporary like they just started so they all have to get their contracts renewed kind of thing and that really contributed to why kwon Wu was such an asshole because he was doing everything he was doing just to secure his spot and i didn't blame him in some parts but i was just like really why are you just so irritating but i really love what Choi Seon told him like Choi Seon was like yes i agree with you however you have to act this certain way at least for once which was really cute i just really love how loyal choice young was to young Wu. okay while working there she faces prejudice and irrationality against her but she solves cases with her own unique perspective and grows as a lawyer Alrighty, i like the fact that they didn't mention kang tiho even though he is one of the big parts of this drama for me <laughs> Anyway, so Park and Bean plays Myung Woo, Kang Tae plays Lee Jun No, Kang Kyung plays Jung Myung Sok, Big Jin Won, he plays the CEO of Hanbada, um, Han Yoon Kyung plays Choi Seon, I don't think I've seen her in anything else, Ju Jung Hyuk plays Kwon Min Woo, I don't think I've seen him in anything else as well. Actually, don't quote me on that because I don't have time to check the list of dramas that they've been in, but based on what I remember, I don't think I've seen them. Who else do I want to mention? Jin Kyung is like the CEO of the rival law firm, which is called Taesan Law Firm. Um, who else? Jeon Bae Soo plays Woo Young's dad. Ju Hyun Young plays Dong Gurami, who is Woo Young Woo's best friend. <laughs> 
Im Song Jay plays Kim and Sheik. He is Dongurami's boss. He owns a restaurant. <laughs> and he keeps saying dad jokes. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. That is so funny. Anyway, that's all the people I wanted to mention. <sighs> yeah. I think I'm just going to end it here. I really have to go right now. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I'm so glad that you did. If you like content like this and if you don't mind, please check out previous episodes and come back for more or new content. Alrighty, guys. Annyeong. It is a good watch. It is fluffy. We had a lot of iconic parts. <laughs> They're so cute. We had goom cha cha goom cha cha. <laughs> We also had ooh to the young to the ooh, dong to the goo to the rabbi. <laughs> that was really cute. We had whoa as well. You probably see a lot of memes about that. I even think TikTok made a song about the ooh to the young to the ooh. That was really adorable. So they're trying to figure out. They're trying to. Her dad is trying to sue the wedding, the wedding preparation place i don't know what you call it so like the people who are in charge of taking care of the wedding and everything like the preparation the hall the dress the food everything it, it was like a hotel and her dad is trying to sue them for all the damages but then we <sighs> okay guys please please i'm not trying to offend anyone like i said a lot of people love it i think i'm just like i'm just like okay it was good it was good but once again Think about the fact that one of my favorite crime justice with romance drama is Suspicious Partner. And if I put it up against that, um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm going to say. And we also have While You Were Sleeping. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But then again, this was supposed to be fluffy. So I did enjoy it. It was really, it was a feel good type of crime and justice. There was no thrilling aspect to it. It was just really cute literally like it was just really cute because <laughs> i was in episode 13 and i put it on hold and i waited for the last two to come out anyway so um i actually don't remember when i officially started no actually um so so her best friend i actually don't remember what her name is oh my gosh how can i not remember her best friend's name is Dongurami. Is it Gurami or is it Guran? Because um Kanki Young's character called her Dongguran, but I'm just like, what is her actual name? Let me see. Okay, Dongurami. So <laughs> that is uh Youngwoo's best friend. <laughs> Yesterday I actually watched the video of the two other attorneys like trying to imitate her will scenes. Her will epiphany scenes, which is just really cute. Anyway, so yeah, she gets will epiphanies during cases. And this is so weird, but like, am I the only one who thought like every case was obvious from the beginning? Like for some cases, I figured it out. And I don't know if that was the approach on purpose. Like, I don't know if that's what the writers intended. But once the case began, I was just like, oh, okay, so this is how it's going to end. And I was right for the most part. But I don't know if I'm the only one who was able to figure it out. I think it was pretty obvious. In my opinion, some cases were mediocre. However, someone told me, I don't know how accurate this is, but they told me that the last few cases were actually based on true cases and like true issues in Korea, which is, yeah, I see how it could be true issues in Korea, but I don't know if it's about true cases. But the point is, I just didn't really enjoy the cases as much, but it's cute <laughs> i feel like i'm gonna keep saying it's cute that's gonna be the most repeated word in this episode so don't go into it 
with expecting it to be as great as everyone is claiming it to be. Just go into it without any expectations. And I think it'll exceed what you're expecting. But then again, you're not expecting anything. The point is, don't go into it with high expectations. Like, bro, this, I just, it didn't feel right. It didn't sit right with me. And I was complaining so much. But then I think my sister was like, well, that's what, they can't do anything if she doesn't want to do anything about it. But yeah, I was just, oh my gosh, I was getting so heated. But that was what the what? But that was what the sixth case was about. I don't think it's an amazing trauma like everyone claims it to be. Actually, no, I'm going to scratch that because y'all are going to come for me. (laughs) I kind of had separation issues with this, like when I was thinking of it coming to an end. And I was just in episode 12. So I actually don't remember when I started because I did start, but I put it on hold. But when I continued officially, that was August 6th. So technically, it took me two weeks to complete it, which is not bad at all. Bro, it's already August 25th. No, 24th. It's just the 24th. I have six more days to actually. Or yeah, six more days, but technically five more days to edit and have that out. I don't know why it's taking me forever to edit. It's not even that long of an episode. But I did give you guys an entire recap. I told you guys that I wasn't going to, but I ended up giving you an entire recap of Tune Into Love. (laughs) Anyway, back to what I was saying. I feel like whoever wrote this or produced it wants to promote Buddhism because we have like three episodes that kind of emphasized it or encouraged it or tried to promote it kind of. Which I don't have anything against it, but I was like, okay. That was just something I observed. Oh my gosh, it was so irritating. Why I hated the CEO of Hanbada is like, they're using her well-being to gamble. Like everyone. I was just like, what the heck is wrong with this grown adults acting like stupid ass children? They plan to toss her however or wherever they felt like. It got on my nerves so much. I'm trying not to give away too much, but that really got on my nerves. They were literally using her as a weapon against each other just because they have the authority to keep her employed. Like, dang, it actually got on my nerves. But it's so sad that a lot of autistic people have to go through this. What the actual heck? Oh my gosh, so I just saw a drama called Law Cafe with Lee Seung Gi. I'm actually hyped for that because if I'm able to watch it, then I will watch content of Lee Seung Gi. I actually don't think I've watched any dramas of Lee Seung Gi. Yeah, listen to the episode I made on popular K drama actors I haven't watched. That's quite interesting. By the way, I'm currently watching, I did put in an episode to tell you guys the 12 dramas I was watching. I'm going to drop a majority of them. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. But I did start Wait My Youth. It is a C-drama that has been on my plan to watch list for a long time. And I am continuing Touch Your Heart. Because if you all remember, I told you I put it on hold a long time ago. I did want to record to other contents that are just going to be filler episodes. And yeah. Um, so expect that in the future. Um, I'm definitely going to put this out as the drama for September. So I hope you all are still interested in that. What else did I want to say? What else am I watching? Oh my gosh. So I saw this drama. It is titled Rainless Love in a Godless Land. And I saw that it was by the production team of Some There One Day. Now, I was really interested to watch it because number one, Joanne, my favorite Taiwanese actress, is in it. Plus, I saw that it had like a connection to Some There One Day. So I was like, it's going to be good. However, I'm just so confused. Like I started yesterday and I'm just so confused. I think I'm going to drop it. And it doesn't have really high ratings in comparison to Some There One Day. So maybe it's not as good. I was so hyped for it. But yeah, I'm going to drop it. Um, I'm just going to say this. I will make an episode to talk about it more specifically. But 
shooting stars what the actual heck i'm not gonna give it a chance anymore i will make an episode to talk about why i'm not giving it a chance anymore but i am just so irritated like seriously i'm so disappointed anyway um what else did i want to say sorry guys i'm talking really fast because <laughs> i really want to get this over with anyway guys i'm just gonna end it right here i hope i didn't forget anything else anyway if i do forget it like i said i will be recording filler episodes so i will just add it there okay peace